In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. In reading today's gospel, or in reading accounts of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is easy to think that everything started with the birth in Bethlehem. In the words of St. John, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And through him all things were made, and nothing was made that was not made through him. This gives it an indication that the account of the Nativity, the incarnation of the Word, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, did not just happen at a single moment in time, but was something that was planned for generations. For God's ultimate plan for us is salvation, is to live forever. As humankind, we ruin that plan. We fell, and in falling, we broke a covenant. And so for the time during which that covenant was broken, we could only live in hope that we would be back within that relationship we had with God. God's plan was always, always, that we are always with him. And so from the beginning he has said to us, through his own promises and through the prophets, that he would not forsake us, he would not leave us, he would not abandon us, that in the fullness of time, in the day that was to be proclaimed, we would be reconciled. Now today is a day in the year. Today is the 29th of Kiyak in our calendar. We are not celebrating the birth of Christ today because Christ was born 2,000 years ago. We are commemorating his birth today. And we commemorate it not only once a year, but according to our Coptic calendar, every Coptic month. Because it is such an important event. It is such a momentous event. It is a time at which the promise was realized. And the relationship between us was restored. A time at which we suddenly not only were hoping for, but saw and experienced the fullness of time. You see, that's a very difficult concept, the fullness of time. What is the fullness of time? When is it? Well, it is something that is known to God and to God alone. And the problem is that when we have our own plans, which we are very entitled to have, we have every right, we have been given freedom. But we sometimes then place a timestamp, an expectation on when that might happen. Our Lord himself has warned us time and time again of false prophets, of those who will say, here is the Christ or there he is. He has even said that many will come and proclaim to be the Christ himself. 
those who lived in hope in the Old Testament were waiting for the fullness of time. And suddenly, there it was. Not only a proclamation to the shepherds, not only a revelation to the Magi, not only worshipping around the immediate proximity of the infant Christ, but the fulfillment of a promise for the whole of humankind across generations. The fullness of time had come. St. Athanasius was very clear. He said to us that our Lord, our God, as the incarnate word, came and took our nature, that he may restore that nature to the holiness that it once enjoyed and lived. We were no longer to be living in isolation, no longer to be living in separation, but we were to be with him. Now, of course, this has an incredible significance in and of itself. But what I want us to reflect on today is what significance it has in our day-to-day -day lives. What does it mean? It's very easy for us to come to liturgies, to experience these events, to worship and to appreciate and celebrate them, but leave them in their own small box to be put away for another year. What do we learn from this time? We learn that no one knew when the fullness of time would be. Even, even Herod, who was seeking the young child, called together all of his wise men, all of those who were supposed to know, and asked them, and they didn't know. They said there was a star, there was a symbol, there was a sign, but they weren't sure. In our lives, what does that mean? It means that sometimes, when we are waiting for something that we have asked for, and don't forget, the people of God were asking for and praying for that salvation throughout generations. Even when we are asking for that, we don't know exactly when it's going to happen. In our own lives, when we pray for something, no matter how momentous, no matter how big, no matter how incredibly important, we don't know when it's going to happen. What we do know is that in the fullness of time, things will start to happen. The wise men come from the east following a star. What is the star going to be in our lives? What are we looking for? Don't forget, these men had been seeking this star based on the prophecies they had heard. Are we looking for the star in our lives? When we're asking for something, anything, are we looking for the star or just making our own calculations? Are we open to being led or do we want to lead ourselves? Even after they found the infant Christ and they worshipped and fell down before him, they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. Are we willing to listen to the voice of God when we are directed. In the fullness of time, the shepherds rejoiced at the proclamation of the angels. When we are asking for things, do we also look for the joy around us in those things, not just to us, but to people around us? If I'm asking for something for me, 
Is it just about me? Is it just about my satisfaction? Is it just about my needs? Or is it something wider that encompasses the joy of others that I can share? And when we are guided and directed in so many ways, are we able to follow God's guidance? You see, we set our own timescale. We set our own expectations. And we place a test for God based on our expectations. But my beloved, it is not yet the fullness of time. It won't work now. It's not for your benefit now. It won't have the desired effect now. Just wait. Wait on me. Wait on the Lord. Place all your trust in him. Do not abandon your faith. Do not abandon your hope. Do not abandon the trust you have in God. You have seen it realized. Will you see it again? Will you have it realized again? You see, the account of the incarnation is not just about the birth of Christ, but it is about what the birth of Christ means to each and every one of us in our lives. Yes, it is about our salvation, but it is about waiting on the fulfillment of a promise. Waiting with patience, waiting with joy. You are no longer the least in Judah because from you will come the Messiah, will come the Savior. We may think that we are undeserving. We may think that God has forgotten us. We may think that we have been abandoned. But the answer is, we have not. Why would the one who created us and was incarnate to save us, why would he abandon us at any time for any reason? This incredible love that was poured out to us, that was unconditional, that was beyond all measure, why would that be taken away? Why would we be deprived of it? The answer is we won't. Our Lord Jesus Christ, God, is forever. He was, is, and will always be. Unchanging. Uncompromised. Without weakness. Faithful, honest, loving, fair. He doesn't change. And so as we stand here today and we worship our loving God who fulfilled his promise, who was honest and faithful, let us remember that for ourselves there will be the fullness of time. In each decision, in each request, in each yearning, in each desire, there will be the fullness of time. We put at ourselves at a disadvantage when we place that time constraint and then disappoint ourselves time and time and time again. It is we who disappoint ourselves, not God who disappoints us, because we have set the time. But in the fullness of time, when the star aligns with the Magi, aligns with the angels, aligns with the shepherds, aligns with the glories of God, aligns with every joy that has been promised. That is the fullness of time. And in our lives it will come. So we give thanks to our God. We give thanks to him that we are able to lift up our hearts and worship him and ask of him. We give thanks that we are able 
to stand before him and pray whatever we want. But we also equally place ourselves in his hands. That we may foresee the fulfillment of the fullness of time. The joy that comes when God's chosen time for us has arrived. And when his plan for us, perfect and loving, uncompromising, when that plan is realized and seen and lived, that we too may fall down, worship and glorify him. And glory be to God forever.